Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome. This is Marguerite Cristillo, and I'm excited to have you here today on our podcast. You're going to have to excuse my voice. I've had a little bit of a cold, so I have that uh, sexy, raspy voice, right? We decided to call it sexy, and it sounds like Noah is feeling the same way. So Noah Mm -hmm. is our guest today, Noah Mandel. Did I say your last name right? You got it perfect. Perfect. So let me tell you a little bit about Noah. Now, first of all, how I came across him is there's a great um, Facebook group called Lab Coast Agents, and I saw him posting a lot of really great content and information on there. I'm like, I need to talk to this guy. So I reached out to him, super gracious, and said he'd be more than happy to be on our show. So let me read a little bit about him in his bio because he's pretty extraordinary. It says, His friends, family, and colleagues describe him as a marketing, sales, and technology fanatic. I love that word, fanatic. After working for 15 years for Fortune 500 companies, he followed his dream to help real estate sales professionals and other independent business owners in the industry succeed through growth hacking. I'm dying to know what that means. His philosophy is to work smarter, get better results, and embrace new ways of marketing yourself. Every day he seeks outside-the-box methods to explosively grow his clients' income. And he's literally worked with thousands of realtors across the country, taught in front of tons of real estate associations around the United States with the goal to improve incomes and quality of life. So that's a mouthful, Noah. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Marguerite. Yeah, um, so I worked a, a long time in corporate America, um, and I learned a lot about uh, sales because uh, I did business-to-business sales for the most part. And during that time, I always thought outside the box of how can I do things differently so I could get bigger results with less work. And when I was doing the sales, um, you know, I spent a lot of time out of the office and networking and building relationships and learning technology and hanging out with professional marketers. And the results were I was in the top 5% uh, of folks in my job category, and there were 600 of us across the country. So I was in the top 5% for uh, the last six or seven years that I was in corporate America. And uh, I, I used to get audited a lot because they used to think I was cheating, you know, some getting uh, – <laughs> A ton, a ton of business because they're like, hey, uh, Mandel, you're you're not even in the office, or you know, what are you doing? And uh, you know, I kind of told them some of the things. I guess we'll talk about on on our, on this podcast. Um, and you know, after a while, I just said, you know, why am I making these big companies uh, rich? I want to for myself. And so uh, I wanted to go and be a real estate agent. And so I took the test and, and got all dialed in. And uh, as I started, you know, settling in the first couple of weeks, people were like, oh, you know, how did you set up in this marketing campaign? You know, I started setting up all these marketing campaigns and getting all these leads. And all of a sudden it clicked like, wow, I, I could make probably just as much money teaching people how to do uh, what we call the growth hacking method 
uh, as I could running around, uh, you know, getting real estate deals. <laughs> so uh, I said, well, you know, I'll, I'll try both. And, you know, the the growth hacking and the teaching and just the, the feedback of helping realtors succeed in this business is where my journey took me, and that's where I am today. Well, you know, um, bigger results and less work, I think, is what everybody wants, right? Like we all want to work less, put in less time, and uh, and get bigger results. I think that's probably the, the um, never-ending struggle that anybody in sales goes mm-hmm. through because – you know, it's hard to create balance. I know that myself, having mm-hmm. been doing this for a long time. So tell me what growth hacking means. I'm a little fascinated by that, <laughs> that statement. <laughs> yeah, so growth hacking basically means that um, you're doing uh, – you're basically doing less things more effectively. And um, so, for instance, I teach uh, real estate professionals to set up um, like automatic alerts when people are tweeting about moving to their city. Uh, I set up uh, um, recipes to show them how to automatically take posts that they might put on their Instagram and automatically just post their Facebook page and their Pinterest boards. So they, instead of doing all three, it just takes them 30 seconds and they and they post it all over uh, their social media. So to me, it's looking at all the little efficiencies that you can work into your business so you have more time to get in front of people and build relationships. Because relationships are really the way, uh, at least I believe, to get the most uh, in real estate sales. You know, you spend less in buying leads and marketing campaigns and you really just get get in front of a lot of people and uh, build a lot of relationships, get a lot of referrals, and all of a sudden you're known as the you know real estate gal or guy who you know rules that that farm or that neighborhood. Well, you know it's funny that you say that because I think that one of the hugest obstacles for more for most real estate agents, at least many of the ones I've coached and worked with over the years has been getting so busy in busy work, you know, all the mm-hmm, little mm-hmm. stuff that you do all day that you're not out there spending enough time um, face-to-face and and meeting mm-hmm. with people and getting to know them and building and deepening those relationships. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Um, and a lot of people get into real estate and they don't have a marketing background. And, you know, the job is mostly about marketing. Um, you know, I could teach almost anyone consultative sales, you know, qualifying a customer and overcoming objections, but it's really the marketing methodology that a lot of realtors uh, have trouble with because they don't know where to begin. It's not that they can't do it. They just don't know. There's so much out there. They don't know where to begin. And another uh, big challenge, and this is also what drives me to do what I do, is there's a ton of vendors uh, trying to sell products, um, and a lot of realtors just don't know the right questions to to ask the vendors. Uh, They're not sure why they need the product. They just know it's cool. So (laughs) um, I try to help realtors through that uh, thought process to see what services are going to benefit them, uh, have the highest ROI, and you know, just 
improve their improve their income, uh, you know, versus just throwing a lot of money at uh, at a system to get leads. Well, you know, it, it, it's funny because when it comes to social media and a lot of the stuff and vendors, you're right. I mean, I think the biggest challenge is there's a huge kind of disconnect in the industry as a whole. I mean. The although this is changing, the average real estate agent is usually in their late forties, early fifties. And mm-hmm. so much of the technology I mean, you know, I have kids that are showing me stuff left and right, you know. And you don't know <laughs> yeah. where to go. Like do I do Facebook, do I do Twitter, like now there's Snapchat, I can't even figure out Snapchat. You know, like there's a million, there's a million yeah. different directions to go and it and it frankly it gets really I agree, it gets very overwhelming. Yeah, so I set up um, a website. Well, my company is called Winning Agent Enterprises, and I set up a website uh, called Winning Agent Mastermind. It's at winningagent101.com. And my goal on on that site is to basically provide updates uh, on a daily basis to just tell realtors, hey, this is what's new out there, and this is how you apply it to the real estate business. And so... Uh, a problem I've identified is there's a lot of quote-unquote social media trainers out there, and they teach realtors how to use the technology. So here's how to take a picture to Facebook. Here's how to update your status. Here's how to create a business page. But what they're not teaching realtors is they're not teaching them how to use social media to bring money into their bank account. And so right, uh, right. I take these I take I take these specific uh, technologies and kind of really drill down. So I teach Facebook, but I teach Facebook for real estate success. Facebook to take a picture of the burrito that you're having for lunch. <laughs> so um, you know I you know I and uh, you know I have this on a YouTube channel too. I try to really drill down. This is what the steps that you need to take with Facebook to maximize its potential in real estate, and um, you know, it, it, it. I don't. I kind of cut out all the, all the, you know, all the fluffy stuff and get down to business. Um, you know, this is a serious business. This is people's livelihoods, and uh, I, I don't try to sell people uh, on things. I try to educate them, and they make their own decisions as to what they need to buy. Well, I think that's so valuable, really, in everything we do. Is like, just give me the the tools to, to make a good decision. Now, don't you think, mm-hmm. too, that agents need to – agents are the biggest suckers when it comes to buying products. Like, if you're selling any kind of advertising or marketing, agents are, like, one of the first ones who will jump in and buy it. And which, uh-huh. the, the good and the bad of that is is that they end up buying – every day there's a new product, right? So they're constantly trying new things, and they're not doing any one – Thing consistently, like to me, consistency mm-hmm. beats out anything else that you'll do. If you'll just pick one product and follow mm-hmm. that product mm-hmm. consistently for a period of time, you're going to see results no matter what. So, how do they determine, or how do you help them determine, really, where their greatest strength is, so they could focus most mm-hmm. on that? So, uh, so you're 100% right, Marguerite. Uh, I consult with agents all the time, and I'll, this is a situation that happens over and over again. I'll sit down with 
a seasoned agent, and they're doing pretty good, but they really want to take their business to the next level. And the fr- and you know the first day or two that I uh, that I sit down with them, I go, all right, let's write out all the you know vendors that you're using, and uh, <laughs> we literally have to pull out their credit card statement because they a lot of them they forget about. Oh, I've been paying this guy for a year, and I've been paying twelve ninety five a month for that, and forty month dollars a month for that, and I go, well, what's that for? And they're like, uh, forgot. You know, I I don't even know what some of these services do, so. Um, so you're 100% right. I think the first thing is uh, you really need to take a hard look at what you're spending your money on as an agent. Um, and even if you're making uh, a very good income and you're a top producer, it's still important to really know where your money is going and what you're getting in return. Now, uh, when choosing a vendor, um, I kind of go a little bit undercover to a lot of the real estate expos. I, no, I say undercover, you know, I, I – go to the uh, exposition floor where they have all the vendors, and, uh, and I ask them a lot of the you know, marketing questions. So, uh, you know, what's, what's your click-through rate? How many impressions can I with this ad? You know, what's the typical, uh, you know, uh, return uh, or conversion on, on this particular product that you're selling? And you'd be surprised how many vendors really can't answer the basic questions about their marketing platforms. Uh, and, and we're not talking, you know, just the customer service people that answer the phone. We're talking about the um, the executive team of the company are at these uh, big real estate conventions, and they're very wishy-washy. Um, and in my first uh, couple of months of doing this, uh, one thing that really gave me a kick in the pants to really have passion uh, behind this movement of hope, genuinely helping agents is uh, I was on a conference call with an agent um, and a vendor who was selling um, get to the top of uh, Google, right? <laughs> so um, I started asking questions and asking questions and the guy basically started just, you know, rip, ripping me one like, why are you asking me all these questions? You don't have to know this. I'm thinking like, yes, you do, <laughs> you know. And so we hang up with the vendor, and I tell the agent my opinion. And the vendor actually looked me up and called me later and and told me, hey, you know what? Please don't do that ever again in front of an agent. And I'm like, well, why? And, he, and he's like, well, you know, we just try to sell the people who don't have a lot of questions because, you know. It, that, that's that's our target market. We don't want people to ask questions. We just want to sell them the product. Don't you agree? Wow. Oh, no, I don't agree. So yeah, so and that that kind of almost like like enraged me, right? So like I was just flabbergasted. I actually even made like a video uh, post about it on my YouTube channel. I was so uh, on fire after that. Uh, you know, it's because you know I'm a very ethical person. I love seeing people succeed, and you know, vendors who just have the almighty dollar on their mind without actually helping people, the, those are the ones that really uh, that really kind of get to me. And so that, that exactly. really uh, gave me a passion to do what I do. You know, I, I think that that is so valuable because most agents really don't have any idea. And it's not that they're not smart. They are very smart. It's just everyone's looking for what you said early on in our conversation, bigger results, less work. And mm-hmm. it can just get completely overwhelmed. Like, 
Luke, let me ask a, a more detailed question. So when it comes sure. to Facebook specifically, I get this question asked all the time, so I want to hear your opinion. Mm-hmm. Should you have a uh, should you have only have your clients on your business page or a personal page? Like, should you have a business page and a personal page? So, I want to hear your thoughts, and I'll, I'll, I'll chime in with my opinion. Okay, so <clears throat> the, a Facebook business page is open to the public. That means that it is just like having a business with a sign that faces the road. Facebook, as of this recording, has about one point five billion users, and about 70 to 80% of the users log on every single day. Your Facebook personal profile, where you write all your personal stuff and take pictures of your kids, that is um, visible to your friends and the friends of your friends. So there's privacy control on that side. So even if you have 1,000 friends or 2,000 friends, 5,000 friends I think is the limit, you know, that that doesn't compare to 1.5 billion people. So right. my opinion is, sure, have a Facebook business page, post business-related content to it, and then share that over to your personal page as well. That That's the key to getting a lot more engagement is you're getting a lot of people focused on your business, but you're also making your content available to the public. So I think that that is great advice. I I think what I hear a lot of people say is they go, well, I don't want my clients on my personal page because I don't want them to see what I, you know, Mm -hmm. post on my personal page. And my theory is you may think it's private, but it's not private. And if Mm -hmm. I'm interested in working with you, I'm going to go and I'm going to do two things. I'll do it right now. I'll go, I'm going to go just type your name into into Facebook and I'm going to see both your personal page come up, right? And mm-hmm. then you're the founder at Winning Agent um, Winning Agent 101. So if mm-hmm. I want to know about you, I'm going to look more at your personal page than your business page. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not conscious of what you post on your personal page, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. Because, you know, if I see, you know, crazy wild stuff and, you know, inappropriate things and stuff like that on your personal page, if I'm looking to buy or sell a house in your area, I may be hesitant to use you. And so mm-hmm. people think that that stuff is private and no one can see it, but um, most people have no idea what their settings are set to on Facebook anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Correct, correct. And, and plus, and on top of it, it's constantly changing. So you went in and changed all your settings a week ago and they just did some sort of an update. And now all of your settings have been, you know, changed to whatever they're at. So um, mm-hmm. I love the thought of posting on your business page and then sharing on your personal page. I think that definitely is a great mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, so, I, I recently. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, I, sorry. I recently wrote a blog post about that, uh, like fourteen uh, social media mistakes that could kill your real estate business, and um, and it doesn't even have to be that bad. But you know, you could. Really, you have support for like one of your political candidates, right? So if, I, if I'm a cheerleader of, let's say, Donald Trump, um, and this is the question I ask in my real estate classes all the time. If, uh, Mr. Agent, if you support Donald Trump, you have Donald Trump lawn signs, and you have the Donald Trump banner and everything, and you have pictures of that on your 
personal page. If a, if a client calls up and says, hey, I want to sell my $5 million Beverly Hills mansion, and, you know, you look like a pretty good agent, um, I want to list with you. And, and, you know, the agent's like, yeah, I'd take that in a second. I go, all right, well, if you like Donald Trump, what if all of a sudden you found out that Beverly Hills uh, client, she's the campaign manager for Hillary Clinton? He goes, well, I'd probably still take, I'd probably still take the listing. I go, yeah, sure, but what happens when he finds out you love Donald Trump? And then, you know, exactly. right? So these are some of the kind of innocent things that we have to think about um, when, we're, when we're serving the public. Yeah, I, I think that that's so true. And we'll post a link to, um, to your uh, social media mistakes. That's, that's on your public blog, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Good. We'll post a link on our on this podcast when we post it. So that that would be cool. So awesome. what what is what is the hot stuff for 2016? Like, what direction do you think when agents, a lot of them are sitting down right now and writing their business plans and their marketing plans? Hopefully, they're doing it now and not waiting till the last minute. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are doing that. So. What would be maybe your top three picks of where somebody should focus their energy in 2016? Sure. So <clears throat> I'm a big believer of um, doing things that not every what everybody else is doing. <laughs> and so um, I think in 2016, uh, you know, as we get later into this decade, um, you know, we we all talk about the millennials and and technology. I think that you really have to focus on um, some of the platforms that are coming up, like uh, video streaming. Okay, so um, there's an app called Periscope that's pretty popular right now. Um, so, you know, you could stream from your open house or your neighborhood. And, um, but there's also a, a new app called Blab, B-L-A-B. Uh, and this is a video streaming service where you could actually hold, like, an open forum. And so um, it's in beta right now. It's actually uh, the back end, I think, the membership is uh, tied to Twitter. And Blab, uh, you could, for instance, have a first-time homeowner's um, education workshop online. And you'll get 20, 30, 40, 50 people in this video chat room. It's almost like Google Hangouts. And so that's pretty cutting edge. Um, that's cool. That's so like Blab, Blab, you said? Yeah. Blab? Blab, blab, blab.im. Maybe, ne- maybe next time we speak, we'll have a blab. <laughs> that would and, be very uh, yeah. cool. We'll do a blab. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the cool part is you, get to, um, you can get to talk to a lot of experts. So as a realtor, uh, there's a lot of marketing experts on there and a lot of sales experts. And you could talk to these people one-on-one, uh, whereas before you'd have to like email them through their blog or you know, get on their Facebook page and hope they answer you back when they have 20,000 fans. So it's a really cool platform. Um, the second place I think um, uh, technology I think is taking us is going to be 360-degree uh, video or it's sort of like virtual reality video. Um, Facebook now has um, a few samples there, and I could probably give you a link to one where um, – people can actually um, use their phone to stand in a room virtually. And so uh, wow. there's a special camera you could buy 
and it takes a 360-degree video, and it's it's basically, I, I, I picture it as the new virtual tour. <laughs> Google is selling a, a device called Cardboard where you can attach your phone and basically just move around like you're in the middle of uh, a listing, right? So uh, I ordered a, a 360-degree camera. I'm going to uh, hopefully, it's sold out right now, but hopefully it'll arrive in a couple of weeks to test out, but I think that's going to change the... Uh, the face of uh, listings and, and uh, virtual tours. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and then just far as, the, um, as far as uh, marketing itself uh, for real estate and technology, I think uh, just agents need to differentiate themselves in 2016. And, you know, I, I hate to you know, bring up the, uh, the, the, the repetitive uh, white, white label blogging you know, it, how often do you go through real estate blogs and you see the same blogs over and over again? You know, five things you should do to stage your home, or the five tips for first-time home buyers. And those are those are good, but really, are they unique? Right? Are they drawing people in? And so, I think um, agents should probably look at stepping up their game onto uh, multiple blogging platforms and start focusing in on um, subjects that will draw the local community. And I can give you some examples, right? So um, I live in a neighborhood uh, called uh, Santa Fe Hills, or um, it's in San Marcos, California, here in North San Diego. And I can do like a community newsletter, right, about the home values, but really what if I did a community newsletter and raise the top five taco shops in the neighborhood? How cool would that be, right? So, you know, I love that idea. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like it has nothing to do with real estate, but it ha- it actually has an effect of people now engaging in your content. Um, one of the best uh, real estate sites that that I've seen, um, I work with a local agent here, is we've made a community site, and the community site basically has resources of. Uh, the local schools, the local uh, libraries, local uh, restaurants, and it's a really great community page. But it, in disguise, it's in disguise. It's really a real estate page, right? It has the IDX on there, has but and it has a lead capture box, right? It says sign up for our email to get you know stories about San Marcos, and this agent is capturing hundreds and hundreds of names, right? And this is primarily a single-family residence community. And so a lot of these people might not be ready to sell their homes, but if I have three or 4,000 people on my email list, chances are a couple of them won't be ready to sell their homes in the next three months. And so this is an excellent way of getting uh, engaged with people is to give them interesting content. So give, give, your, give, your, um, give your prospects interesting content instead of the same white label articles that you see everyone else posting. Well, you know what's cool about that um, idea, too, when you were talking about the taco trucks or taco places? Mm-hmm. You could actually go to those businesses as well and get coupons mm-hmm. or buy one, get one free or free soda or something goofy like that mm-hmm. and help yep. those businesses promote their business in addition to mm-hmm. coming up with you know, the top places that are in your area. I mean, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And on top of that, 
if they have a website, they're going to probably backlink to your article, so that helps your SEO. Uh, most of them have a Facebook business page of their own, and a lot of these restaurants, popular local business establishments have thousands and thousands of people who like their uh, business page. And if they feature your blog post about their business on their business page, you're going to get thousands of local eyes on your blog post. And it's a, just a great way to um, pull people into your sphere of influence. I think that that's a really, really cool idea. So we heard yeah. you talk about Blab, uh, Blab and Periscope. I've done a couple things on Periscope. It's actually kind of fun, but um, what I found on Periscope is that uh, you get some kind of creepy people on there too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Blab, Blab can actually what you do is you can schedule your Blab in advance, and so you could say, "Hey, I'm going to talk about uh, what you need to, to do to buy your first home." And it's going to be on, you know, Sunday at two o'clock. And you can make that an event, and you know, send either send it out to your list, post it on social media, and people can subscribe. And you know, they, so it's more of a focused audience you could get on Black. Well, so that might be a little better, better suited. It yeah. Seems. I, I don't know. Like I said, my my experience with Periscope, I was um, with a bunch of yeah. girlfriends at a real estate event, and then you start getting kind of some creepy people pop it on the periscope. Yep. <laughs> it's like, ah, I don't know mm-hmm, about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so did you did you go to the um uh, do you go to like the big conferences? Did you go to National Fifty mm-hmm. Realtors Conference? Or? No, I, yeah. No, uh, and, I I try to go to uh, I try to go to as many of them as possible. <laughs> and at those are you seeing any particular trends other than um what you just talked about with regards to like I think the technology again is so important, but I do think what you said early on about all of the technology is designed really to get you closer to creating a relationship with somebody because that's where the real business is, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, unfortunately, the trends that 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 I see are there are the ones that bug me, which are. You know, real estate agents are just getting, you know, bombarded. And every year it seems to get more, just bombarded with these, you know, shiny new, <laughs> you know, weak platforms and technology platforms and CRM platforms and, and things along those lines. So, you know, I, what I try to tell agents, agents is, listen, they, these vendors need your business more than you need them. So vet these people that you're handing hand hard-earned money to, you know, vet them and ask them questions. Um, if you can't go with me, I'll give you a list of questions to ask them, or we could do a conference call, and I, I could talk to uh, the agent, or the vendors, rather, and um, ask them the right questions for you. Um, you can never be too careful of where you spend your money. So tell me this, Noah. What is the best way for someone to work with you? Like, I, And tell me a little bit about what it is that you do to help the agents. I know you do a lot of classes. You also do some private consulting and stuff too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, age, and you know, up to this point, I have a very big uh, agent database, and luckily I've had uh, enough agents out to me, so I don't uh, do a ton of marketing, but I'm always looking to help new agents, and 
they can contact me. I I do classes for either an entire real estate office. Uh, I could do it for uh, a board, like if a local board wants to, uh, or an association rather wants to have me come out and do some classes for them. I'd be happy to do that. Uh, I'd be happy to uh, go over a realtor's uh, success plan. And a lot of times, it's not that the realtor has you know everything completely wrong. Uh, it just takes a couple of little tweaks to maximize their time and and you know get rid of some of the junk that's not making them money. And so um, I could do one session, we could do ongoing sessions, uh, or I could talk to an entire real estate office. Um, in 2016, uh, we're going to be doing some webinars as well um, to reach more of the country. But um, yeah, they could contact me through Winning Agent 101. I'm at Noah at Winning Agent 101. Uh, I'd be glad to help anybody out. Yeah, we'll definitely post some links to how to get a hold of him on our podcast mm-hmm. when we post this out there in social media. Well, you know what? I know um, your time is valuable, and both of us have had a little cold today, so we're yeah. going <laughs> to wrap it up here. And I love okay. some of the stuff that you have here on your Facebook Winning Agent um, page, too. So. I really encourage everyone to go check him out. He's got tons of great stuff, and and I really think you're well on your way to being one of the top trainers out there. No, you're, you're pretty inspiring. So thank you very much for taking thank you, the time to be on our podcast today, and I'm looking forward to doing some, some other stuff with you here in the new year when we're both not hacking on a, on a cold yeah. time of year. Yeah. <laughs> It's that time of year. Uh, yeah, as Californians, we're we're spoiled, and the minute it gets below uh, 65 degrees, you know, we're we're all of a sudden getting sore throats. So, <laughs> isn't that funny? We're all whining, you know, and the people in the Midwest are like, "You guys are crazy out there." <laughs> yeah, they're cussing us right now. So, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, well, thanks thank for having me. Have, thanks for having me, Marguerite. I'd love to uh, help anyone out there. And yeah, I'd, uh, if we if you have any podcasts that you want to do in the future, I'd, I'd be glad to return. Awesome. Thank you. Go out and make it a great day. I will, Marguerite. Thank you. <laughs>